What's up, learners? Welcome to the Learning Experience Podcast. This is actually last week's episode. If you want today's episode, that'll be on our Patreon right now. You can get it a week early if you contribute. It's patreon.com slash the learning experience. So thanks if you do that. And if not, share it on social media. But more importantly, enjoy this one. Today I'm speaking with Lavinia Mehedintsu. She is a people experience manager at EMAG and a learning geek, loving everything about learning. And we're going to talk about how we can create better learning experiences in the corporate environment instead of learning events to bring this into making learning in the office more fun and engaging. How are you doing, Lavinia? Hi, Oscar. I'm I'm very well, very well. Uh, excited to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Thanks for coming on and for proposing this topic as well, because it's very interesting, and I wouldn't have thought about it. So, <laughs> to dive into what we're going to talk about, I'd love to hear yeah you know, what is exactly learning experiences and comparing this to learning events, which is what people in a corporate environment are usually used to. Yeah. Well. Uh, I didn't come up with this, uh, but I feel like uh, I started feeling it more and more when we went into lockdown. Um, like learning, when I when I say learning events, I'm thinking about like two days of training, three days of training, when people come sit, practice a bit, listen to someone, but they just go on after that with their work and do not come back to to talking to the facilitator or to the topics they they've learned Mm -hmm. when when i say learning experience um i say something like more engaging like okay we have two three hours of of a webinar right now um as we're not doing in-class training Mm-hmm. Um, on a smaller topic, then people go into their, their work context and they then after a week or so, they can come back with their feedback, with something they, they actually experienced and do some, something of a follow-up and then, yeah, talk, talk about it uh, a bit more. And this kind of learning experience can go on and on for two months, three months uh, mm-hmm. on, on a certain topic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more about making um, the learning in an office with like training to be continuous and not just one off where hopefully the people in the training event will learn something and then apply it, but more of a continuous learning thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly, uh, that's exactly it, honestly. And it encompasses a lot of, of how adults learn actually, you know, because you use like space repetition where where people learn something and then take a break from it. And then after a period, they come back to the same content um, and well practice because practice, it's so important when you, when you learn. So people have the chance to 
as I was saying earlier, you you get the chance to go into into your like laptop and talk to people and uh, experience what you've learned, and well, then see if it matches your your context or not, and come back with that feedback to the facilitator, and they can give you extra resources and uh, extra extra feedback and so on. And yeah, so it's more more continuous than than this one time learning events, you know. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And being able to process the information information between like if you do it in segments, which is what this is, is a lot more important. Yeah. And I'm wondering what other benefits does uh, making learning events into learning experiences have? Well, honestly, during these times, uh, what we noticed noticed at first, it was that you actually can't ask people to be present in an eight-hour webinar, you know, because oh, yeah. they can't focus. <laughs> like, it's crazy. They have kids. They have pets. It's <laughs> they have work to do, extra work uh, during mm. this time. So... You can't you can't ask that for, from them. So, um, like asking to be two hours uh, to take two hours of their time to to learn about something, uh, it's it's really the the right way to go. You know, during a, during a context when you mm -hmm. when you don't have the time. So this this might be something else and. Another thing um, would be like really using this blended learning approach, you know, like because you can, uh, you, you have, okay, this webinar where someone talks to you, you have practicing, but you can also have like reading, reading an article in between sessions. Um, also, you can watch a webinar another webinar you know that links to the content content you you're learning so so yeah um this is this is another another one because yeah we've been talking about blended learning for so long you know and we applied some of it but this kind of experience i think it enhances that and it can actually be done way way greater than before Mm -hmm. And uh, the last thing I can think about, um, it's using like, let me think about the topic, like, let's say project management, you know, uh, it's so broad. <laughs> yeah. How can you learn like project management in two days? I, I don't know if you, if you've been to such a class before and you know, the, the experience. Not for but, project management, but damn. Yeah. That yeah. Exists. That's you can you can relate to that so yeah it's it's broad for today's and what you can do as a, as a learning designer it's break project management into like micro skills like budgeting mm -hmm. planning stakeholder management and so on and like talk about these topics in two months it's for sure greater than talk it, talking about it in in today's yep yeah that's so true. Actually, yeah, if you're cramming everything into two days, that sounds pretty extreme, especially if it's a topic that's so broad. Um, so are you now giving people extra resources like articles or podcasts or and stuff like that to learn um, like after a specific webinar so that they can continue processing new information? Or how are you shaping that? 
Yeah, yeah, we're we're actually doing that. Um, what we do, we're building right now, for example, a train the trainers um, learning experience for our internal trainers. Okay. And uh, what we do is giving them an assessment prior to the, the first session where we can see what are the things they know, what are the things that they don't know. So we were trying to personalize a bit the, the course we've already thought about, you know. So th- this is one thing. Then we talk about like presentation skills, like these micro things from presentation skills, how you talk, how, how you move your hands, how you move your body during a webinar, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about uh, actually designing the content um, about mm-hmm. how to like do exercises and so on. So these are like micro sessions, but in between what we do is giving them best practices from the, the industry and we, we give them articles and podcasts and yeah, everything uh, related to the topic, of course, that they can, uh, they can learn, awesome. they can uh, grasp a bit of it. Yep. Yeah. I see too explore this blended learning topic a bit so usually in training events right you have the uh, the guy or girl in front of a um, whiteboard or flip chart and then there are exercises that you do um, hands-on i guess and now since you were saying you're doing more online and in a more virtual or modern way how do you make it very interactive and like in a team how do you make it work in a team-based setting i i think that's the question i'm looking for okay uh yeah well we use technology honestly we're trying to to leverage technology as much as we can and we've been looking for all kinds of tools tools that i don't know help us um break the the whole classroom into smaller teams so they Mm -hmm. can work on on different exercises um, awesome. What we do, we, we're using an online whiteboard. You mentioned whiteboard, so yeah, we we found something like that, and that that's great. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about Miro. Oh yeah, it's, I love that. It, uh, an amazing experience amazing. working with Miro. Yeah. Yeah. For Turner's um, Forum, we actually used it for like a hackathon, and it was so huge at the end. It's insane. Yeah, it's so cool. So we've used it in-house uh, with product people and they they saw it and oh my God, they were amazed by it. And <laughs> they said, we're going to use this in our teams. And yeah, we're, we were really proud because learning is not usually the, the place, the, like the learning team is not the place to go for innovation usually, usually like and mm. new stuff. And this was like really cool for us, like recommending something uh, technology-based and nice. Yeah, so, so we use Miro for, for whiteboarding. We use um, like live quizzes and uh, questions like we can ask them questions with uh, Mentimeter if you've mm-hmm. heard of it that's another amazing amazing tool yeah for like live yes. polls right yeah li- yeah live polls yeah so 
I, I think these are like three things we, we've used in, in uh, webinars, but what we noticed is that it takes a lot of prep, you know, beforehand because mm -hmm. like some exercises that work beautifully uh, in class, they are not the same in a webinar, you know? So yeah, yeah. You, you really need to have some prep before. Mm -hmm. To make sure that people are staying engaged especially yeah 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 and that i don't know technology doesn't break your your amazing game or your amazing exercise mm. and what what we we actually do uh, i'm lucky enough to have uh, a team of six amazing people so before they they like have the, uh, a webinar with our internal clients we test uh, the the session on ourselves you know someone says okay i have this uh, this thing uh, let let's let's see how, how it works for us and they they learn from the experience yeah and be get get better for the actual session wow that's yeah. really cool and we were talking about technologies and methodologies as well before. Were there any other um, methodologies of like how you put this stuff together that come to mind? Yeah, uh, actually, we we learn a lot from product people. <laughs> it's oh. weird, but we we really do that um, because they uh, even again even if it's weird they have the same struggles as we do and i have mm -hmm. a, a great example here like um when we do our business uh, business learning needs assessment we go to our managers they are our main stakeholders and ask uh, what are their learning needs, you know, what mm -hmm. are their business needs linked to their learning needs. And they come to us and they say, we need the, like this time management training, this project management training. And what we've learned is that they come up with the solution, you know, and that's not great for us. And product people actually have the same struggle, but what they did is they came up with these frameworks, like they are interviewing users, they are using personas to learn more about their clients. And we do the same, like uh, when a manager says that he needs time management, mm -hmm. we, we ask for some time from their people to tell us a bit how this uh, like time management solution would work for them. And that's how we actually uh, discover their actual needs, which might or might not be related to, to learning, you know? Mm. So going yeah, yeah, so directly to the target client, which is, yeah, people in the different department who would need the training like exactly. uh, yeah finding the target market for a specific product okay exactly yeah yeah and That's this cool. this bit of product management is actually also called like design thinking and i totally totally recommend uh, design thinking to learning designers because yeah it's it's a lot about discovering the actual needs of your learners so you make sure that when you come back with a solution it solves that that need because we we had like this struggle before we were 
I don't know, doing a negotiations training. And then people were saying that they are still having the same problems as before. So, well, that's, that, that doesn't work, you know? So yeah, we, we came across this design thinking tools and they, they worked really well for us. Mm. So yeah, so, we're, we're learning from product management. Awesome. As uh, so you used design thinking to see like if what they're asking for is actually what they need, because you said, so they wanted negotiation, but then they got the training and it didn't help. Was it like that? Yep. Okay. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So we used uh, design thinking has all kinds of frameworks be behind, you know, so mm -hmm. we we've used really simple tools like interviews, you know, get to uh, at the table with someone or online in a meeting right now with someone and ask them the right questions because that's that's another another topic hmm. we have to ask the right questions you know For sure. so um in an interview doing that it's amazing or other things i've seen in the industry is um, immersing in the learner's context you know like uh, actually participating to some meetings he's participating or actually understanding the job he's uh, he's doing and um, and yeah you you are you could get amazing insights from being there with people you know so yeah we we are using these templates and then like all kinds of uh, um, framing the right questions and gathering insights and coming up with solutions uh, to from design thinking to cool. design our learning journeys. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Do you use any other methodologies? I know there was one uh, technology or company that you told me about called IDU that we were talking about yeah. last, last time. Yeah. Love to know they what, are... how you, they inspired you. They are thought leaders in design thinking, and mm. I've been lucky enough to participate in one of their uh, learning experiences, um, which was about gathering insights. And I've seen how they they designed it, and actually, this was the main inspiration for for us um, when it came to learning journeys, um, because well, you had this mini micro something uh, online webinars like okay. really really small like two minutes three minutes in a week yeah and then you had homework <laughs> <laughs> which is quite uh, quite nice in learning even though I hated it when I was a kid you know and uh, yeah I had a homework and after completing that homework I uh, could get back to a community where I got feedback from other participants and I had to give feedback to other participants on their homework. And that was really, really great for my memory, you know, and uh, it ensured like the retention of the concepts. And actually, I think that uh, as you, you retain stuff, you can use them in your work. Yeah, and uh, sure. yeah, that, that, that was really great. Two months um, of this learning journey with like webinars, homeworks and getting feedback. And the, the homeworks were actually linked to a bigger project. Yeah. And they, they are really great, inspiring uh, in terms of design thinking. That's awesome.
Okay, yeah, that that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's so cool. And definitely, like, being able to teach the topics afterwards is um, uh, the best way to solidify the information in your mind. So that's, yeah. that's a great point to integrate that into learning experiences, actually. Yep, yep. Actually, you know, when when I think about homeworks, because I mentioned that uh, um, we, after going out of college, you know, we think about testing and homeworks, like, oh my God, I got rid of that. And that's so great. Because yeah, finally done. Now I, yeah, I can learn on my own pace. But actually, science has proven that, like testing yourself uh, and having these little homeworks, it uh, it helps you with learning and retain information. So, yeah, I totally recommend learning designers to do it fun, maybe more fun than it was in, in yeah, gamify uh, it high school. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it 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 should be used in mm -hmm. learning design. And yeah. this peer to peer learning is also. Um, like a great for accountability so that people do it and stay on track with learning, which is cool. Yep, definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Hey, what's up? You've reached the mid-episode break, listening to The Learning Experience. Yes, we just changed our name. It's a podcast provided by Trainers Forum, which you can check out at trainersforum.org to connect with us and learn more, and also with myself at oscarwar.com with all the links being in the description. As I said at the beginning, if you're enjoying this podcast, we have a Patreon account where you can support the podcast monetarily from as little as two euros. But also taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on social media helps a ton. Tag Trainers Forum on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. Share it with your friends. And of course, make sure to tag myself, Oscar All Day on Instagram, or Oscar War everywhere else. If you want to be really involved, you can send us a voice message using the last link in the description to ask any future guests specific questions or to simply leave a comment because I love listening to those. The support really helps. And right now, two euros can make a huge difference so that we can get an editor to make these more consistently and more awesome. Check out the links in the description and enjoy the rest of this episode. So going to the next topic of how can we make it corporate uh, learning and better for like how does the how can we shape the environment to be more effective in learning actually do you have any tips or ideas around that well i think first of all you should understand your stakeholders you know and mm -hmm. what they need from you because like your employees need to um get better at their job and develop but your, I don't know, your CEO, your senior managers need to see results. You know, they, they need mm -hmm. to see that your, the, the budget you're spending on learning is actually coming back with the return of investment, uh, you know. And um, uh, the, the one thing I always recommend to my team and I always recommend to learning people I talk to is really understand your business. You know, I, th these are like two main things for, for learning consultants um, to, to understand how adults learn and how the business works, you know, because mm. that's how you can actually um, impact performance. If you don't know the, the KPIs, mm -hmm. if you don't know the goals, you you won't be able to do something that 
actually matters you know mm -hmm. yeah that was actually so, yeah like a major question that has come to mind many times is yeah, what's the best way to measure the impact on of training or uh, yeah <laughs> learning? if you have an answer because yeah. it's, it's quite a difficult one i think it's it's very difficult honestly um but yeah we're we're trying you know as um i i mentioned like our train the trainers mm -hmm. um learning journey before and what we do is see how uh, our participants um, like deliver training and what's their their uh, MPS and what feedback they get on their on their um, you know webinars and so on. And for mm. some, it really matters because they they are like trainers for onboarding, you know, like customer service or warehouse. We also have a warehouse. So how people feel in, um, in their onboarding, it really matters to their retention, you know. So, yeah, we're actually trying to, to link that to retention, which is a big, big KPI of our people team. Ah, interesting. So, yeah, that's one way to do it. Ah, awesome. So onboarding meaning that employees staying for a longer time then? exactly exactly so we're looking if people um like leave after three months uh after we've done you know all the job of yeah. uh, preparing the trainers and making them feel comfortable and you know if they leave uh, our goal uh hasn't been hasn't been achieved you know yeah i heard one study was that I think for an employee to become profitable, they need to stay there for like six months in a big company, something like something like that. Have you, yeah, have you found any data points? Uh, yeah, it's really hard to to measure that. Actually, we've been trying to to calculate like the the cost of of recruitment mm -hmm. and onboarding mm -hmm. was one of the the key measures we were looking at but i think it's it's really really different like for a customer service rep is definitely different from a developer let's say uh-huh yeah like the the journey is is different and what they have to learn is different like okay um helping customers you've got like i don't know 50 use cases 60 use cases mm -hmm. you can definitely learn that in your first three months hopefully six months let's say yeah but if you're a developer and you have to learn like all the connections between your uh, platforms and mm. uh, how the code is written and how the business works and uh, so on it, it's definitely way way harder hmm. so yeah i i'm not sure if i if i uh, believe like uh, it's probably an average yeah. you know like yeah. six months it's probably an average but when you do that in your organization you should look for for these differences mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's awesome though D did you find anything from um starting to measure this already on like the impact of training <laughs> it's a struggle you know? yeah yeah if, yeah just wondering. if it's something like that keeps uh, a learning and development manager up at night is definitely <laughs> learning measurement, you know. 
Um, but yeah, what we're, what we're trying to do is like really, really understand uh, the business KPIs, you know, really, really understand those. Okay, like making sure sales, they're aligned. Yeah. Yeah. Like in sales, we're, we're understanding what, what they measure and so on. But uh, honestly, we, we haven't found like everybody in the industry, uh, we're still struggling to, to find this, this link because mm-hmm. there, there, there are so many factors, you know, if uh, one, one way I've heard, I'm not sure if, if it's effective, but we're, we're going to test it, test it. It's like doing a B testing. You know, mm-hmm. let's say you think that uh, there are two sales teams that have to do the, the, the same, the same thing mm-hmm. and have like the same target. And what we're, we're probably going to do is choose one team and um, like involve them in some learning journeys. And after that, see if this team that we've like involved in, in learning has better results than the other team that was like left aside. But mm. there are still so many factors, you know, yeah. maybe this, yeah. this team has a better manager and so on. But yeah, it, it's one thing uh, to, to try, you know, of course. <laughs> when, when you don't know what to do. It's always it's always really good to try things. <laughs> just test it out. Yeah, the yep. the human factor. Yeah, just it's very hard to put numbers on what everything human ex- humans experiences. So yep, that, but, that's true. Yeah, although I do feel like we will get there eventually with like being able to test things using um, yeah big sets of data and just making AI do the do the work. I don't know how it would look like, but yeah, fa- yeah fancy yeah, words. Yeah technology will definitely help. I, I really, really think that. But yeah, using machine learning, AI, VR, I don't know. <laughs> These are all great stuff, but uh, we're still, it feels like in the industry, we're still trying to understand how this these technologies can help us. But yeah, maybe in five years, we're, we're gonna yeah. solve this problem that's been with us for like 40 50 years true (laughs) maybe and going back into like how people learn in the in a more corporate environment do you have any tips or um, ideas about how to integrate better learning into an employee's everyday life like (laughs) i think you were telling me about some examples before (laughs) yeah uh, there's a concept uh to that uh, and uh, I'm really excited about it oh, cool. uh, and it's called uh, like learning in the flow of work okay if you know webinars and so on are, are learning out of the flow of work mm-hmm. learning in the flow of work actually what, what it means is meeting your learners uh, in the moment of need you know because what's what happens now is that we have the internet you know so and adults learn on a problem solution based so they have a problem they like research it on the internet and what i think uh, we should do as learning uh, designers consultants is that is to contextualize all uh, all those searches because okay the internet can 
talk to you about concepts, uh, mm. all, all kinds of broader concepts, but they can't tell you things about your company, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, but okay. if you put together what you know about the company as a learning consultant, and you'd better know <laughs> a lot about <laughs> your company, you know, uh, you can build all kinds of worksheets and checklists and uh, documentation. So when people have this, this problem, have this need, they can search it on your, I don't know, intranet or, mm. or internal platform and so on. So yeah, yeah, that, that's what learning in the flow of work means. And I'm really excited uh, about it. Like uh, some great names mentioned it uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, like Josh Burson was uh, was really a proponent of mm -hmm. this idea, and now uh, it's gaining traction. Mm. But um, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure it out how to how to bring that cl learning closer to the the learner. You know, for sure. As as you are closer, uh, it's better. Hundred percent. And yeah, when you're you have the problem and you went to the solution straight away, that's when you go for it and you learn the best. So yep. you're saying this would look like maybe having the solution, um, what would you say, personalized with the company in the company's like learning platform? Is that what it would look like or? Probably, yeah. I mean, all I know many companies that use like documentation is a big deal for them, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. but maybe it's not as searchable as Google is, ah, okay. but <laughs> It feels like it should be, I don't know, more more searchable For and sure. more friendly, friendly to the to the problem you're trying to solve. As I was saying, like um, Josh Burson mentioned, this type of worksheets, worksheets and checklists that could work for for employees. If someone uh, prior to to you had this problem, they solved it somehow. Mm -hmm. You know. So they, it, it could be really cool if they, they would write it down and, mm. or the learning designer should be so close to the business that they would know like these big problems they, they have to solve or make sure that they are documented their, their solutions and that those solutions are within the reach of other employees that could have the same problem. You know, it's like knowledge, knowledge management. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Knowledge management and learning coming, coming together is, is pretty cool. That's awesome. Actually, yeah, just improving uh, a search function that isn't Google would help a lot, I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, it would. <laughs> For sure, because Google has like nailed it almost down for when people ask a question they get the answer but for everybody else it's not that easy it seems that's super cool actually who is josh burner i don't know who that is it is it's josh burson burson his uh, burson yeah his uh, thought leader in learning hr uh, yeah he's he's uh, pretty amazing and uh, hr technology mm, um, okay agile methodologies in hr yeah he's uh, he's great to follow uh, so uh, i i really recommend everyone to yeah cool follow him for any hr or learning designers might be interesting mm, yep and talking about uh following awesome tools um, i actually wanted to ask you because you have a newsletter 
which you get gather information was it weekly or bi-weekly and it's it's weekly yeah really cool and that's like tailored to learning designers right yeah that's right it's tailored to to learning designers learning consultants and it actually talks about everything we've talked about it cool. we've, we've talked about uh, yeah during the, the last minutes about like um, going from learning events to learning journeys, yeah. agile in learning, um, learning from product management, business understanding, and so on. And yeah, it's weekly. And uh, yeah, it, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a passion of mine. So I'm really glad that I can share it with uh, other people. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, the question is, um, what's maybe the coolest? I don't know if that's the right word, but the most memorable thing you've learned from creating this newsletter actually yeah that's a, a pretty nice question uh, actually this learning in the flow of work thing was the the best thing i've came across mm. in the past few months um and uh, i found it uh, another amazing person i i follow um is david james from uh -huh. loop which uh, which is a learning management system and he has all kinds of uh, like worksheets and uh, white papers. And he has one ded dedicated to learning in the flow of work. Mm. And yeah, the content is, is really, really amazing. So yeah, this is the, the nicest thing I've, I've come across. Cool. That's awesome. You share, yep. share a lot. I mean, I just saw what you were posting on LinkedIn, sharing like five different resources every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, you know, keep in touch because um, I, as I was mentioning, I have an amazing team that really likes to learn, you know, <laughs> we're learning. So it's nice that we want to learn. So they, they are asking for all kinds of resources. And I, I really like to do research. I was doing it before uh, my newsletter, before Offbit. But uh, yeah, now it's a more structured way. And actually, it helps with uh, retention, you know, mm. sharing stuff with other people, as you mentioned before. Yeah. It's, it's really nice for me. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's so great for you to just learn the new <laughs> yeah. techniques. If, if you were uh, to send one link that has been in your newsletter to somebody that's just starting out in learning design or L&D, um, what would you where would you send them for a beginner? Hmm, okay. Um, I would send them to this infographic that um, this, uh, this other amazing guy shared um, on LinkedIn. And it talks about like some pillars that um, learning should stand in an organization, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a combination of user centricity going from learning to performer, performance and gathering insights and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's really simple and you can understand it, um, understand the basics of learning uh, just by looking at the picture, which is amazing for me. And yeah, his name is uh, Sam Allen. And uh, he's, he's, uh, he's amazing when it comes to, to learning. Yep. Cool. If, if you remember um, where it was or if you have it saved, it would be cool to like share it in the description maybe. Yep. Sure. Sure. Awesome. We have a few minutes left. 
And I'm wondering if there is anything that you would like to mention that hasn't been shared yet. Yeah, well, um, another thing, another concept that, uh, as I was saying, there there are some basic stuff, actually, mm-hmm. that <laughs> learning designers need to, to start understanding, you know, or understand better. And apart from, like, um, learning how adults learn really, really well and understanding your business, now the question is how you, like, get your solutions to the business faster than than you did you did before mm-hmm. and that's another thing that we're learning from product management and i really encourage people to look for like agile methodologies they could use to make sure that they they get their programs faster in front of their learners so they can get feedback faster and improve improve their solutions yeah so that's one other thing like it's one of the okay the the things we're doing and i'm really excited about okay yeah. so you're implementing more agile things i don't know much about that but would you mind <laughs> describing like one or two things that you're doing to make this process of creating some a product or a yeah a learning journey and then getting feedback yeah. quicker yeah sure sure so one thing that we're doing is working with minimum viable products. So when it comes to, let's say, um, project management training, let's yeah. say I, I've been given this example, it's really uh, quite at hand. Yeah, so um, what we're doing is like, look, what's the, the simple, simplest thing you can show to your learners to make sure that it's linked to what they need to learn. Mm -hmm. So the, the simplest thing could be like a PowerPoint, you know, with the, the agenda and they can tell you, okay, uh, I, we actually know a bit about, about budgeting. So maybe you can focus more on planning or getting insights, you know, so they, it starts a conversation. And that's, that's really, really great when it comes to minimum viable products. It starts a conversation with your, your mm. user, your learner. They can give you feedback. And before you get the, the whole course, the whole session in front of them, they have already like, grasped a bit of what's coming, gave you feedback, and made, made sure that their learning experience is greater, you know? So yeah, that's, that's one thing I really recommend. We've been doing this for, for a while now, and it, it's been really effective to make sure that, you know, we don't spend like four months building something. Mm. We could get them in front of, your, of our customers and they say, you know, this is not quite what we're, we need. And yeah, that's, that's really bad for, for our motivation. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all know? the time spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, wow, even, yeah, that's, that's one thing. Even having an M- MVP and minimal viable product as a PowerPoint, I never thought about that as being like the most <laughs> basic thing, but that's so true because then they, they can comment <laughs> and create this uh, conversation, which is super useful. 
yeah yeah uh, as i was saying we we are uh, we are pretty inspired by product managers and they use <laughs> like landing pages you know for for they don't have the product they use the landing page for a product and they get feedback so why couldn't we use like powerpoint presentations you know oh, yeah. so yeah yeah <laughs> that's so yeah, sure. such a great point actually because yeah like a training the backbone could be the powerpoint and just having like the basic outline it's a good starting point. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. So this is one thing that we use from Agile. This is a very, very broad topic, honestly. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, we can we can talk about it uh, in another session, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were saying maybe another session, but more focused on Agile. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And to slowly wrap up, you can, of course, mention anything you want, but what would you have listeners take action on after listening to this podcast? Well, um, make sure that yeah, like your, the solutions you're coming with are really, really linked to the, your learners' problems mm. and talk to them to find uh, what, what are their problems. You know, really, really be there for them and listen to them as closely as possible and yeah yeah that's one thing i'm i'm i could recommend awesome and yeah. actually one thing that just came to mind right now was that since i love doing trainings and especially online and linkedin has this cool i think quite new feature where you can create polls i was just thinking why not cre create, yeah. create a poll of <laughs> just uh like five different training topics and then having people vote to see what they would enjoy most and that's like that's amazing yeah yeah that's the simplest thing you could do. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty new and a pretty cool features for feature for LinkedIn. So sure. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Where can people learn more about uh, both your newsletter and yourself if they want to connect? Well, the best way to to connect with me is on LinkedIn. I'm there as much as I can, and I follow some great people, and that's where I share my my weekly newsletter as well. Cool. Awesome. That's, yeah, well, the link will be in the description as well. Lavinia Meheditsu. Awesome. <laughs> I hope I said it awesome, right. Oscar. Thank you so much for yeah, coming that, on. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much. And let's do that. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Do you have one more minute to stick around? I just have a couple of things to tell you. Firstly, we have the Patreon account where you can support us from as little as two euros. And this will go to growing the podcast. What I'm hoping to do soon is to hire an editor or get a new microphone, because honestly, editing the podcast is a bit of a pain in the butt. But any financial support that we can get really helps. Just check out the link in the bio where it says Patreon, and it would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. And secondly, if you want to get even more information and inspiration about this podcast and Trainers Forum, make sure to join our group and like the page on Facebook called Trainers Forum because that's where we announce everything from events to meetups to workshops, which happen all over Europe. We also have a website, which you can just Google called Trainers Forum. Thank you so much for listening again. Really appreciate it. Remember to share this with your friends and other trainers who might find this useful. Next episode is out in two weeks. So until next time, see you and have a great day.